Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Now, from Happy Valley, here's your host, Brian Tripp. And you're listening to Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. I'm Brian Tripp, your host, and as we continue to celebrate Black History Month here at Penn State, joined today by two special guests for our Penn State men's and women's hockey programs. Jacques Bucot is in his fifth season competing in college hockey, but his first year in Hockey Valley wearing a Penn State sweater. He joins me as well as women's hockey player Caitlin Roberts. We'll learn about their experiences in hockey, how they got into the sport, and what Black History Month means to each of these individuals competing here at Penn State. So without further ado, here's this week's episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. All right, let's dive into your hockey career. When did you first start playing? I first started playing at like five or six. Mm -hmm. Um, My family moved from Texas, which is completely different (laughs) on the hockey spectrum. And we moved uh, to Minnesota and um, all my neighbors, everybody in my neighborhood played Mm -hmm. and they were like, do you want to go skating sometime? And I was like, I don't know how to skate. So no. And they're like, no, we'll teach you. So I went out on the pond one time with them and I had a great time. And I was like, I think I want to learn to skate. So my mom was like, okay, let's do it. I did figure skating lessons. And I took them and I was like, I like skating. And I was taking my skates off one day and I saw some hockey players get on the ice. And I was like, I think I want to do that. So then I tried it and just fell in love with the sport. So did your parents grow up in Texas? Where were your parents from? Yep. So actually my mom was originally from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And so she knew how to skate. Yep. But she didn't want to like teach me. <laughs> and then, she wasn't great. And then my dad was from Texas. So my mom knew like the sport and kind of the culture around hockey. Yep. And my dad really didn't. So it, it was fun. I know your sister played soccer at Minnesota. Yep. Yes. Lauren, she's younger, older? Older than me. Yep. She she graduated last year. So did she want to, did she learn how to skate too yep. when you guys so moved up she, there? That was also a big reason why I wanted to play. So I did uh-huh. both sports. Any sport my sister did, yep. I was like, I want to do that too. So yeah, she was also gone to hockey and then I followed in her footsteps and got years of old skates and old breezers, old gloves and <laughs> all that. And then she quit to play soccer and I quit soccer to play hockey. <laughs> That's a pretty good story. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny because I'm sure growing up in Minnesota, like the first time you, you see skates, like yep. you have to play hockey. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Like even if you don't play hockey, you know how to skate if you're a Minnesotan. Like that's like the rite of passage kind of. Jock, take me back to when you first started playing hockey. How'd you get involved in the sport? Yeah. So uh, my dad grew up in Ohio. He didn't have that many opportunities to play, um, but he kind of fell in love with the sport in high school. And then, um, Started working in college athletics and um, kind of found a spot with the hockey team. Um, and he just, I think he really just loved the way the guys gelled and kind of how the locker room worked and, and that dynamic. Um, then we moved to Connecticut when I was like two years old. So um, I grew up like two miles from our rink and that's kind of how I fell in love with it when I was four or five and kind of just took it from there. What was it about the sport that you think drew yourself to it? I think it was like the fast pace and yeah. ever-changing game. Mm-hmm. Like it's not one second is the same. And I, and I love that about hockey. I love change and I love 
just like being able to be with a good group of kids and then also the neighborhood kids are what was a big impact like that's kind of how we all became friends and there's like 12 of us that grew up together and like six of us played hockey and it was like that was it was so fun so who had the rink in their backyard you or your neighbors my neighbor (laughs) my neighbor his dad was an nhl ref for yep he refed a lot of the wild okay you gotta gotta say the name here let's go brian mock yeah he's retired now but Mm -hmm. he was a ref like and his son brandon was my age so we played hockey and he used to build the rink and it was it was so fun i thought it was the coolest thing ever uh, that is absolutely awesome yep, so, i thought it was amazing so you and your sister do you ever play together on the same team even though she's a couple years older no but it was it was fun because we'd be in the same tournaments just yep. different age groups okay. and so i'd watch her games and she'd watch mine then we'd go somewhere to get food because we mm-hmm. have like two games in a day and yep. then come back so like i i used to watch her and kind of idolize her and work up to like want to be just as good as she was yeah, I think it's one of those sports that once your parents commit to it, you kind of have to, too. So, um, yeah, I did love it, though. What is it about the sport that drew you in? I think just the, uh, well, one, the locker room. I always just thought the guys that were, were in hockey were, were kind of different um, than the other sports I played. And um, I think just the competitiveness and, and the challenge of the sport is kind of what, what drew me in. And, um, yeah, I think both those aspects were, were so cool that um, I never really could give it up. So growing up, you guys are going all over the state, probably going yep. all over the country in that area? Uh, like mostly we were lucky in the sense that we could stay in the state. Yeah. And like I would have loved to travel, but at the same time, like it was nice. And I know, was, I know my parents really enjoyed not having to go to Iowa, Wisconsin every weekend or like drive a thousand hours. Yeah. All the best players are right in your backyard. Yes, it was. <laughs> I mean, I mean, to some degree, yeah, I was yeah. It, I was very fortunate in that sense. All right. What do you remember about hockey growing up? What teams did you play yeah. on? Take us through your yep. story as yep. you go all the way up through Chanhassen High School. Yep. So I'm. I stayed within the community through mm-hmm. every year, which I, I really loved. Yep. Um, I grew up and obviously like at the young age, everyone stays within their, their area. Mm-hmm. And then kind of as you get older, some people start to leave, go to hockey schools like Shattuck or Breakaway. Yep. And I was like, no, like I want to keep playing here. And then I got to my eighth grade year and I had the choice to go to a, pri- a couple different private schools or just stay playing at my association. And I was like, especially for high school, like I – love my friends and a lot of my friends were on my hockey team and I it was three months out of the year that you get to play with the group of people that you've grown up with and I was like I want to stay and I want to play with these people and we weren't the greatest team but it wasn't about development it was about finding joy in the game because my development came from summer stuff so it was awesome growing up did you have any black teammates or were you kind of the one outlier in the group I was usually the one outlier there was one other family that was black that um, my sister, like she was in the same boat as me. She yep. had an older sister that played and that was my sister's age. And then there was one that was my age and that, that was the only other family that I knew. Obviously, I think all your teammates probably were appreciative, yeah. welcoming, yes. but did, did you yep. ever have any sense like I, I'm unique to the group? Um, there's like some, some cultural differences. Yep. I think that like people sometimes forget um, but there was never any like harm or malicious intent whenever those were like brought up. Yep. I always felt welcomed, like because I grew up playing with a lot of those kids. It was like I was just another another kid on the ice. So I really appreciate that. What were some of those cultural differences for our audience? Uh, a big one is like hair. Yep. Especially for girls, like your hair is so important, and like they didn't understand like how I get my hair done, how I get my braids done, mm-hmm. that process. Like they are always like, oh, I have to straighten it. Like mm-hmm. I can't just change up my hair from day to day and a lot of girls just do that and that's awesome that they do but they didn't really understand that and that was like the biggest difference that I remember.
the hockey community has come a long way in that aspect. But um, growing up, I, I never felt excluded. My teammates were always great to me. And it was never one of those things where you were the only black kid on the team. It, it was just you were one of the guys or one of the girls. It was um, an amazing experience for me. And if there was times where maybe it was confusing or another player on the other team gets upset with you, and you always had your own teammates um, or coaches or parents that, that were so supportive, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Take black, white out of it. Yeah. Who are mentors for you just in life yes. in general, first of yeah. all? Um, I mean, my parents were always super appreciative. Uh, I got to give it to them right away. Yeah. My sister also, like, she she's, I mean, while my parents were so helpful, my sister was a big part of, like, why I'm the way I am. Older like, sis. Older sis. You got to describe Lauren. You got to. She's, she's the complete opposite of me, yet we have, like, the same humor, which is what <laughs> I love. Like, I get to see, like, a, almost like a mirror image, but not really of myself. And she... She never let me win mm -hmm. in anything in life, as older sisters or older siblings do, right? And I, I used to hate her for it, and now I thank her for it every day because, like, I have what it takes. Like, I know I can work, and if I can't get something, then I'm going to keep working at it. And, like, in everything in life, soccer and hockey, she would push me to be better, and, and then I excelled in, in everything, so... She was a big one, and then like, I, I had a couple coaches that, um, Mr. Mork, uh, Randy Keppel, uh, Winnie, like, they all took me in when I, I was, like, my eighth grade year, which was kind of the deciding year for a lot of girls, and you decide whether yeah. you want to be an elite hockey player or whether you want to just finish out your high school career, and I was like, I want to be elite, and I told them that, and they said, this is what you need to do, and they took me under their wing, and they pushed me hard, and again, I'm here because of it, so. Did you ever have any black coaches or anyone black that you identified with or could you you could look yep. up to as a role model yep. in the sport um so i had my like sophomore year i had one black coach over the summer she still coaches at os hockey um she played at bu her name's nina and she was super awesome um but growing up like i didn't really have that many but i had role models like I, Wayne Simmons and P.K. Subban are two that come to mind because they were very prominent black players in the NHL. Um, I know we have uh, Jordan Greenaway, who is at the, who's on the Wild. So those are three, but Subban was, like, my biggest one because he was, like, the Canadians. He was the face of the Canadians for a really long time, and I was like, that is so cool, you know, that there's someone that looks like me playing in the NHL. Yeah, my dad was always big for me. Obviously, like I said, he was the one that got me into it. Um, but when, when I got older, I started to look for players that, that looked like me. And um, Jerome McGinley was a guy that um, he was in Calgary. And I remember asking for, like, a Calgary hat for Christmas one year just because I love Jerome McGinley. But, um, yeah, he was always a guy for me that um, just because he looked like me initially. And then as I got older, I started to realize that the dominant force that he was. Um, but he was always big for me. Okay, Jerome McGinley, huh? Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> so is that, are you a Calgary fan then? Or? I'm a Bruins fan. Bruins fan. So I was happy when he came to Boston. Yeah. Um, a little later in his career, but yeah. still I was happy. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm a Leafs fan and a Wild fan, but I, I like watching Leafs, so I'm happy that Simmons went, yeah. went there too, actually. I, I like Wayne Train. He's always he, yeah. been a guy for His Philly too. years are pretty good, yeah. honestly. Like I'm not, I'm not going to lie. And yeah. Subban, Subban's good. I didn't like him on the Preds, but yeah. he was he was fun on the Yeah, he's electric. Yeah. I, as a Bruins fan, I, I didn't like Subban, so yeah. that was always tough for me, but Wayne Train was good, like a tall, skinny yes, guy. Yes, yep, yeah. That just, just was mucking that, up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you feel it was important to have someone that you could identify with that looked like you in the sport? Yeah, at least for me, I thought it was important. Um, 
I think hockey is a unique team sport, so especially where you don't see that many colored athletes. And I think as a young colored athlete, you kind of just want to feel included and seeing guys and girls that look like you um, do it at a very high level, I think is inspirational. And that was one thing for me. I'm yeah, not sure about you. I agree. I agree. Like it wasn't like that I ever felt excluded on any of my teams, but it was it was always nice to feel included with seeing people. Caitlin obviously chose to come here as a freshman at Penn State, and you come in as a grad transfer after a couple of years, four years at Vermont. What have you thought of your your Penn State experience? What have you thought of your Penn State experience so far? It's been awesome. Like this campus is, is just it feels like a bubble. I don't know if that's good or bad, but like I just feel so much energy every time I'm walking around campus, especially on game days for like football, even hockey. Like it's it just feels so so like so much energy. I I love it. Yeah, I think that's one thing that makes Penn State special is the support for the, the school. And yeah. um, athletics, I guess, brings that, that school pride out. Um, and growing up just a fan of the Big Ten, I, I think it's it's pretty special here, what we have going on. It's it's not just football, but we just had the whiteout, obviously, and the support in, in the crowd and, and just people saying, like, congrats after the game and stuff. Uh, it's pretty special and, and pretty humbling. So you grew up a, a fan of the Big Ten? Yeah, well, so I guess I grew up an Ohio State fan. Um, <laughs> my dad went there and then worked there for a while, and mm-hmm. I was born at OSU yep. Hospital. Um, so I was just a fan of the football program and um, the hockey program too. But, uh, yeah, just kind of that pride that they have there at Ohio State in, in being a Buckeye, I see it in my dad. Um, I grew up that way, and coming here and seeing that same thing and that same passion uh, for the athletics and just being – Part of the school, something bigger. Uh, that whole mantra, like we are, it's it's pretty cool. So, did you watch college hockey growing up? I grew up in New England, so yep. I watched hockey a lot East. of hockey East, and it was BC and BU. And when you were a kid, uh, I think BC won like three national championships at the time. I was kind of like understanding what college hockey was, so yeah. that was always pretty cool. And yeah, just being able to go to games, like whether we were traveling or, or stuff like that, and playing in some of those rinks. Uh, that's kind of what the goal was as a kid. And um, to be able to live it out the past five years has been pretty special. Yeah, Caitlin, did you have those same same aspirations growing up in Minnesota as watching the Gophers, whoever else was around? Yeah. yeah, I mean, the Gophers, especially for women's hockey, have always been like a dominant force. And so I used to go to a lot of the games, especially in youth. And I think that, that did expand my love for hockey. And there was a time when I was like, that would be awesome to go there. And I was looking there, but I was also like, if there's more out there, like, I want to see it, and I came out here for just a weekend, and I felt that energy. I went to a football game, and I walked around campus, and, again, like, the student, the students here, they love the sports, and they just love the school, and I, I felt that love, and I felt like I would fit right in here. Do you feel, because of your skin color, do you feel unique at all in your sport? Is that something that, that you think about? Is that anything that crosses your mind? I guess, uh, yeah, there's there's times when you feel unique, and it's different, um, but I think it's a special privilege kind of like like we were saying earlier when you grow up and, and you necessarily don't have as many role models that look like you uh, in the sport one day to be that to someone else would, would be pretty special yeah I totally agree I think that that idea of role model is, is really smart and I would say yeah unique is a good word because I never again want to give the idea that I was exclu- excluded like I always felt like I was included but it was still cool to feel like a little bit different feel like if you know there was some one kid out there watching you that looked like you that they've they felt like they could be in my position one day have you ever heard from maybe anyone younger that that's looked at you and said 
thank you or you know looks at you as that role model even though or maybe you're just that role model where that person you know is out there somewhere but you haven't heard from them specifically um, yeah, I actually, over the summer, two summers ago and last summer, uh, coach, um, inner city kids in Minneapolis who, awesome. yeah, who are all like in need of gear and just want to learn. So, I mean, when I come home in my Penn State gear, like that is, it's so powerful to see that like they can, they can be in my position one day. You have to tell us more about that. How'd you yes, get involved yes, what are you doing yep. with that organization? So I actually talked about, um, Nina before, one yeah. of my role models, so she and, uh, one of her friends, uh, Tina, they all they came up with this um, MN Unbounded, and basically it's like this hockey organization, and we run like one to two practices every other you know week because you know it's hard to get to certain places. It's for kids all over the metro who are um, minorities within hockey, and so they asked if I wanted to come out and coach a couple practices, and I fell in love with the kids, and I fell in love with what I was doing because it was it was so powerful and all the parents were so appreciative and were like this means a lot for, you know for my kids just to have an hour with you to just you know again get that courage and that confidence that they can if they keep with it that they can do great things in the sport. Jacques I see you're nodding your head like that's pretty darn cool what yeah, you're doing. Yeah no that is really cool just to have that impact on on people is amazing and um, you never know that hour or whatever it yeah. is with with those kids it, it yeah. changes their lives and you don't realize at the time, but it really does make a difference. So it's awesome. Yeah, as you say, Jacques, and we'll wrap it up on this, to, to be a role model, what do you hope someone can see from your experience, your journey, what you've been able to accomplish athletically, academically during your career? What do you hope you can be as a role model? Yeah, I, I think if um, you watch me play or, or you get to know me, I, hopefully it's just someone that uh, takes a lot of pride in, in putting on a specific uniform and um, representing the team that's given them that opportunity. I think that's something that's extremely important and more specifically off the ice, someone that cares about their community and mm -hmm. their teammates and um, really puts a lot of pride and, and passion into their work. That was a great answer. <laughs> Thank you. I actually got like lost <laughs> in listening to you talk. I hope that they see like a light at the end of the tunnel, honestly, for kids who may be struggling, especially again, that are minorities in their sport. If they are deciding whether they want to keep doing this or whether they want to give up, like I want them to see light. I want them to see hope and know that, you know, they can they can be whatever they want to be, whether it's in this sport or anything in life. Yeah. Caitlin Jock, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate yeah. do, doing thank the podcast. You. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Thanks for having us.